Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to a very special Mad Blurry Hysteria teaser episode. That was a lot to say uh, of Hysteria 51 this week. So if you're not familiar, on our Patreon, every couple weeks, Chris Cogswell from the Mad Scientist podcast, David Flora from Blurry Photos, as well as Quiz Quiz Bang Bang and myself do special editions of our show, Mad Blurry Hysteria. We get together and we each bring a weird news story of the week or the month or something that's been strange and in the news. And we talk about it and we make fun of it. And we break it down and we argue and we make fun of Chris a lot. And it's all sorts of fun. And it's something we do on Patreon. And it's available on our Patreon, Hysteria 51, for the $1 tier and on up. We wanted to share one with all of you this week so you can get a little taste of it and see if it's something you'd be interested in. So this is one of our episodes of Man Blurry Hysteria. We hope you like it. And John and I will be back next week with a regular episode of Hysteria 51. Sit down and, and buckle up, chuckle fucks. Um, <laughs> Whoa. That's how I start no, my day I, with um, a brimming bowl of chuckle fucks every morning. <laughs> it's good with I chocolate chuckle milk. Chuckle fucks like you for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, you ate chuckle fucks? Um, hey. uh, I, uh, I moved. I am no longer in Chicago. What? Where are you? I moved to Colorado. Well, what? holy crap, Ola. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, it's 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 fresh. It's brand new. I was waiting till we did this uh, round table here to tell you. Yeah, so um, how long has this been in the... the uh, I, I, now I know a couple weeks ago when I was like, hey, anytime you need to do the... You, anytime you need to use the studio, you're free to it. And you're like, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's been. It, it actually was a very fast process. Like Annie and I have thought about it ever since you know uh, COVID hit, and we she's been working from home, and uh-huh. um, and it wasn't until the end of December that we kind of got the okay from her work, and then we we like made some furious plans in a month, and uh, things kind of you know fell into place, worked out. And uh, for those of you playing along at home, his his wife manually masturbates caged animals for research purposes. So that's kind of a job that's available everywhere, and she's lucky in that in that case. We had to get the bigger moving truck for all the cages. <laughs> so you, you think you'd think you could you know like stuff them full of of your belongings? No, it, it doesn't work like that. So uh, uh, can you say on air where you're at, or should we leave that for off air? What area of Colorado? Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> I uh, I'm in the montañas. I'm like smack dab. So um, the town's called Crested Butte, and it's near. Gunnison, uh, both of which were are kind of south of Aspen, if you uh, know that there, uh, and all of it's a little southwest of Denver. Yeah. So, um, well, that's a yeah. crazy different uh, than Chicago land. It is a bit, um, and it's not Kentucky. I, <laughs> <laughs> it sure isn't. There's a yeah. I'm I'm just I'm surrounded by like postcards outside. Um, yeah. With the views and. I've had to learn to use a snowblower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, dude, well, awesome. unfortunately, I already know that, and I am in Chicagoland still. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I have. I've never used a. Um, I've never used a. Uh, never used a snowblower, but I've certainly seen them in operation. Oh. I'm assuming the first time I use one, though, I'll like break my hand off or something <laughs> terrible. <laughs> That's just my assumption. 
not a day goes by that I don't hear about those snowblower hand break off accidents. Oh, bro. (laughs) I am. I'm telling you, man. Did you guys not get that? There was like a. Okay, maybe I'm like, for some reason, the only one that's on these hardware machinery. um, Porn sites? Murder porn? Like, like horrible injury dot gov? Okay, all right. In my defense, I do subscribe to a lot of subreddits that are about, like, people getting maimed and stuff. Um, And, like, medical accidents. But... Stumphump.biz. I'm more into stumpuptheass.edu, but that's just me. Oh my god! Oh, you know it's serious when it's a dot edu. It's a it's a certified five hundred one c three charity. Then, um, hey, when you log in, I, I hear that there's severed singles in your area. Excited to me. God damn it! I'm just trying to tell people to be careful with a snowblower. <laughs> I thought that was a given, but who knew? Well, now. Oh now man! I, now I have a chub. Well, upset. is it is it is it because people stick their hand in the um, the the auger? Yeah, it's so the auger. The auger you're supposed to have. There's supposed to be like a thing, you know, like those videos. You put a oh god, this is gonna sound terrible. You put a hot dog in the auger, and it'll <laughs> automatically stop. But evidently, true. on on some new ones, the auger doesn't stop and it just keeps going. Ah. Um, yeah, so they had to like recall a bunch of them. Well, so don't put your hot dogs into the augers, kids. I, mean, I did break a, a cotter pin when the first time I used it. I mean, I, th- I think it's a common thing to break pins on the the auger, but um, well, great. I've never I done that in mine, and now I'm before I removed it. You know, well, <laughs> when you're in the squarest state in the nation, stuff like that just happens. It's true. <laughs> I, I think it is the. It's the only like actually like square state, right? Or is it rectangular? It, I don't know. It it in Wyoming. I, I think there is a. Like the slightest curve on one of these two, but um, it sounds like you're yeah, you're just is, hoping you're hoping well, for a curve. Maybe. Okay, Brent, did you just ask what the difference was basically between a rectangle and a square? No, I can't remember if it's a rectangle <laughs> or a square. Oh, I don't, okay, I'm not okay, looking okay, at okay. the I'm not looking okay. at the map of the nation at the moment. I can't remember. Oh, okay. I can't right. remember the shape, but I remember that it, Colorado is one of those. Yeah, yeah. It's it like is. no, Colorado is basically it's a perfect uh, it's a perfect rectangle. Tetrahedron, I got you. Perfect. Still not. <laughs> They're all parallel. It's a twenty-sided grains. die. <laughs> oh man! So I guess we can get into our our uh, our topics. And well, Chris, you had a, a last-second change. Yours is very topical. It just came out. Why don't you start us off with what your your chat-worthy? Uh, not even an article. It's more of a, a of a twat or a tweet. I'm sorry. Uh, it's more like a twat. Well, might be correct. <laughs> well, once you find um, out what he's talking about, you I understand more. Correct. Um, so, uh, okay. So Tom DeLong put out another. You know, he people were like, Tom, what's going on on Instagram? You haven't been like super crazy about aliens recently. Like, what's what's happening? Are, are you okay? You know, you you haven't sent an alien picture in a few weeks. You feeling okay, buddy? People and, were saying, where are you? Yeah. And are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Can you um, sleep? Did you stub your toe? I don't know. I'm making up different words. <laughs> so essentially. So Colorado yeah, is really square is what we're getting at. That or rectangular. So essentially, so he, did, so he posted this thing now, a picture of a, um, Posted a picture of 
so there is a large, like a long running history now. There's like a family, right? I'm not going to say the family. I knew this the- photo. I've seen this photo. Yes. So anyone who's followed kind of UFO stuff on Twitter or Facebook in the last maybe like year, two years has followed this saga of this family. It's a zoom in on said photo, but yeah, yeah it's a famous photo. So it's a family who basically believes or, or seems to believe that they are especially connected to aliens and that aliens are, have some religious significance in that, like the Judeo Christian, like they claim that the Vatican has invited them to speak and they've talked to very famous or, I guess infamous now sort of uh, religious philosopher uh, uh, like Diana Walsh Pasalka, who, you know, wrote a book about ufology being a religion and kind of got sucked into it herself and now is sort of a big proponent of it, it seems like. Well, the, and so, the thing about this family, too, that I found really interesting is most people kind of like wrote them off right away and then TTSA started having them and talking and in every photo they had and shit like that. Well, so the thing, the thing is that they are, their story comports with and fits with kind of a long running myth in the UFO world, which is that basically aliens are our gods and they're here to make the world better, right? Like it's, it's like an old school, really an old school way of looking at aliens and so they believe that these are like they're psychic, they're, you know, all that stuff, right? Aliens or angels or demons or whatever. So it's it's a and very, they're all like, white. <laughs> right. So it all fits in with a very like it, it fits in snugly with like a, a long running view of this sort of thing that people have already presupposed and everything else. And and because the family seems to have consistent sightings with each other and they're not, you know, they're not screaming pants off crazy people take them seriously mm-hmm. right and i mean i can't say either way about the families um i can't say either Mental way state? about their, yeah well yeah i can't say anything about the validity of their claims or whatever but i can say that this photo is is, is shit mm-hmm. it's a terrible photo right it's <laughs> it, super it blurry is. um <laughs> it is a blurry photo it's super blurry term. it's and they, 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 they claim that they took it while in the woods with like another sort of famous ufologist woman who's also like a psychic or whatever and you know they claim that they didn't see the person that, or they didn't see this outline when they were in the woods at night walking at first they claimed that what appeared to be pretty obviously just like a long shutter effect from the cell phone um what that was like a being or something and then the picture of the alien was the being and whatever and again because because these people are sort of they're kind of old school and they've been really supported by people like like the people in TTSA like um Jim Semivan who's also an experiencer um you know because they're sort of in that same real wheelhouse of like religious ufology mm-hmm. they're taken I think, or they're given credence by people like to the stars Academy or at least parts of to the stars Academy. So it's kind of an interesting thing, but so Tom releases this photo and you know, this is only like a couple of, a couple of weeks after to the stars Academy essentially announces like, Hey, we're no longer a science thing. We're now an entertainment thing. (laughs) And so people are just shitting all over it and they're just like, what are you doing, dude? And, um, it's bad. 
It's bad news. So that's but what my story. about all the people that gave all that money because it was a science thing and they were promised flying cars and real things and this and that and the other, Chris? What's happening with that front? Those people, my dear friends, are what we call dupes. <laughs> rubes. <laughs> they, they are the rubes. Um, or simps. You know, I mean, really, we'll allow you to call them simps as well. <laughs> like, here, here's the thing, right? The, the, I think they're, I think, Probably to the Stars Academy should have a real serious looking at because, well, first off, they're the the biggest, the single biggest investor in to the Stars Academy was Tom DeLong. Yeah, you know, so if anyone's going to wear the King Dupe hat, it's it's Mister DeLong himself, right? So, you know, in terms of like the money that went into this organization, I don't think anyone can claim that DeLong didn't legitimately think that his vision could work. I don't, and I don't think anyone in the team thought, didn't think that their vision could work. The problem is that they're trying to like, and and frankly, they've been successful in some ways that even I didn't think they were going to be successful initially. Right. You can't take away some of the things they got. They got, they got people to come out and say, yeah, there are things that we are investigating. We don't know what they are. They're the the Tic Tac video, the the stuff from the Nimitz. it, 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 they did have some very big success. Absolutely. So there, you know, so there's really no way like, there's no way to take away from that. But at the same time, you know, the initial wording that people like, you know, skeptics like myself, frankly, were making at the beginning was like, don't get don't give money to this thinking that you're going to get out of it a spaceship. Right. You know, don't invest or, in this if you think don't invest in this right. if you think exactly. they're going to be disclosure. Like they might they, they have been very successful, but. Based on everything we know about them, they're going to use this money to do become an entertainment company. And that's what they did, you know? Um, and again, the parts of it that have had success, I think, are peeling away now and doing their own thing. And, and they're going to probably be successful in other avenues. We saw I mean? a mass, so, mass exodus a couple months ago of key yeah. players, and that should have been the writing on the wall for a lot of people. So it's it's a it's just a complete um, – it's complete and utter kind of chaos right now, and it's really fascinating – you know, some of the comments were things like, you know, so the DeLong, he just posted the picture and he just wrote real picture, mm-hmm. period. And then this picture and people and I, I got in on this, too, are just posting ridiculous photos and saying real picture. I like on the, the one of you in the dentist chair with the glasses on. Is dude, that what that was? That was what that was. <laughs> About to get a tooth pulled. Real picture. Um, and, then, and then there's one I saw, which was like two Japanese uh, wrestlers both of whom have their faces in the other one's jock strap and it, and it like they're suplexing each other and it's just his real picture. <laughs> Can you explain it? I can't explain it myself. So it must be anomalous. Pretty interesting. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to crap on people for, for wanting to believe and things like that. And like you said, they did bring some stuff to the forefront, but in looking at what the company was trying to do, I just had this horrible, sick feeling. And the problem was the problem for me when TTSA came on is there were some people in the UFO community that, that are serious or pretend to be serious or whatever that had very strong, positive feelings toward TTSA. And if you said anything like, well, you being the proverbial anyone, you, uh, there are some red flags I'm seeing here. Go fuck yourself, you idiot. You have no idea what you're talking about. And now I look at those people and and we see what's happening. And I just think like, well, where do you go now? Like, what do you say? Like, what's your excuse? And I don't want to, you know, they burned a lot of bridges. 
People no, just got well, so the, angry about this. Well, that's stuff. the that's the thing, right? As I mean, again, the UFO community is like it's like two hundred. You know, there's there's probably less than a hundred real serious people doing any kind of of real research out there. Yeah, research in UFOs that we look any, to. Yeah, right. In any one given time, and even of those people, you could probably winnow it down to like maybe a dozen who are really pushing things forward at any given time. And frankly, I'm not one of those dozen people. Mm. You know what I mean? Like um, mm. the people into the stars Academy aren't those dozen people. Um, maybe Elizondo was um, or is maybe, I guess you can make that case. And, and Christopher Mellon certainly I think would be in the last couple of years, but the people that were kind of pushing it or pushing the narrative and everything else in a lot of cases seem to be doing more harm than good to what TTSA was trying to do. Right. And especially now, like, you know, we, we frankly, we do kind of the same thing when we think about the way that we can talk to people about this seriously. Like there's a real difference between the stuff you get out of places like say SETI where they're talking about, you know, looking at the skies for objects that we can't explain or whatever. That's different than, posting a picture of a supposed alien being, <laughs> you know, and I, just I, being like, we got him. We did it. We got him, America. <laughs> like, no, we don't have anything. We have no good pictures of aliens or fo- of UFOs. We have no data outside it, of people reporting stuff and people report all kinds of crazy stuff. You know how many, t- you know how many thumb dude, do you know how many people report actual sightings of dinosaurs? Every year, leave like, Billy Meyer out of this, you dude, bastard. Like, people report all kinds of crazy crap. So you know, it's just it's just a whole crapshoot, and I think it's going to be um, it's going to be really interesting seeing how the evolution happens. Because, like you said, there are a lot of people who made their entire career so far in this field, and that's what it is. It's a career. It's a media career on being pro to the Stars Academy, hmm. and those. People, you know, that's their brand, you know? Yeah. And so now they're in a really hard position and it's why you don't ever put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I want something like to the, well, to the stars Academy or whatever you might come about to work. It's just sometimes when they come about the way they did, you just go, oh man, I don't know. I just don't trust this because of. The writing on the wall. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Yep. Uh, shifting gears from uh, alleged photos of aliens to unsolved murders. Uh-oh. Uh, the Lizzie Borden home side of the brutal axe murders could be yours, kids, for a cool $2 million. The the house that she, uh, she lived in and her parents were murdered in turned bed and breakfast is for sale up in massachusetts have you guys ever been there or been to the area i haven't i haven't I, it's, in, it's in fall river and uh, chris have you i've been to the area i've never like made the trip to the lizzie borden house mm-hmm. but i've definitely been in the area i mean Ooh. i don't know maybe they turn it into i don't know they turned it into like an axe murdering museum well it's kind of like a, a museum i guess but it, it is a functioning bed and back bed and breakfast and the people that own it are selling it now lisa and i were actually going to go last year 
pre-pandemic, and we were going to stay there for, on part of a trip and then do an episode on it. And well, the the world saw saw fit to to put a, a crap to that. But it's interesting because. If you guys aren't familiar, you know, the, the mom and the dad were murdered there. She was the only suspect. She was acquitted, and no one was else ever charged or brought up with charges or anything. And everyone's heard that Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax when he saw what she had done. She gave her father 40 when he wasn't, they weren't hit that much. But what a fun nursery rhyme to teach your little kids. So, you know. Making money off murders and shit like that, that's crazy. But I love it. it says at the end of this article, and this is from Live Science where they were talking about it. They said, uh, you might think that the site of a double homicide would be a questionable destination for a relaxing getaway. But the real estate agent encourages prospective buyers to imagine taking a lighthearted approach to running this unique bed and breakfast. Picture yourself serving fun hatchet cookies, the listing reads. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> you know, it's Red just like, Kool-Aid, everyone. It seems a little celebratory of murder. I mean, I, I guess anytime you're doing something like this, it is in way. But man, I don't know. Dude, yeah, it's, it's a little so, hard to paint. Yeah, it's hard. I guess. I guess it'd be challenging though too. Like, okay, so it looks like actually, so it's pretty. It's pretty south. It's like pretty much Rhode Island where this is. Yeah, yeah. And we're we've always lived like north of Boston. Or that area, you know, we've we've already basically been like Nobo. Yeah, we, we've always been Nobo. I'm a I'm a Nobo Bobo. Uh, so, um, so I'm a Nobo Bobo Hobo. Yeah, I guess I've actually never been down the way. It'd be cool to go for sure. Um, it's got a great for visitors thing on uh on Google, so that's yeah. fun. It it does make you wonder though, like when we lived in um, like when we drove through. When we drove from Minnesota, or we when we drove from Boston to Minnesota to Minneapolis to live, we actually stopped off at like, you know, we stopped at a couple different scenes of like horrific murders because we're as crime you do, junkies. yeah. You know what I mean, like, like we drove, like we drove through like where you know John Wayne Gacy lived, and we drew, we drove to Drew Carey's house. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> And then we also drove, you know, like <laughs> into we this to, murderer of prices. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like, uh, but it is, it is hard though. Like sometimes it's like, <laughs> you know, like there was a, like in Boston there was like a molasses explosion and like a great, oh, you know, yeah. it was like a, a huge like death de- dealing event for people or whatever. And like you know, it'd be in bad taste if they had like a, I don't know, like the the molasses museum ball pit, right? Yeah. Like that'd be in yeah. bad taste. They have a, um, one of those like teacup rides or something. Right. Like that, that would be bad. And, you know, but at the same time, I guess if it's if it's literally like all your, you know, like in, in Salem, um, right, like they have, you know, they, they celebrate like, hey, we we turned into a violent mob and murdered a bunch of uh, women. Well, th- listen, those women were getting uppity. They were dancing and wearing pants and shit. So obviously listen, they were witches. They listen, liked those sex. women. Were, they were pretty close to being witches. The younger women say. in the city didn't like them. So they had to burn. That's just the but, way it goes. Yeah, I, I think your point is well taken, though. Like, what's the line between, like, gruesome tourism? Like, it's like the people that buy, like, you know. People that buy like John Wayne Gacy's paintings and stuff. Right. Where is that? Where is that, oh, right. that museum of murder? Yeah. 
I mean, a like museum, a, I understand if it's there for research or to have a display of, of, of a collection. The Baggins one is a little bit weird because he's just yeah. like, oh, wait, oh, hold on, guys. Did you hear that? Sorry, something just flew by me. You probably didn't hear it, but uh, my producers say I didn't pick it up on, on camera, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll fix it in post. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> I, I was channeling my inner <laughs> Baggins the inner there. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's just. I, like, I saw that. I, have you been to the museum? No. Is it fun? It, parts of it are, but then, like, <laughs> a lot of it is. This is the bed that uh, what uh, Ed Gein kept his uh, um, victims in. You can still see the feces stains and the blood stains. And this is the mm. car that uh, Jack Kevorkian used to perform his euthanasia. You know, like. Wow. And, Andy yeah. and I were just like, this is kind of disgusting like it's it's the line of of morality is like you were saying chris it's very thin with this stuff right like Mm -hmm. i can understand when you want to have stuff like i was saying to have on display for some things should be preserved but when does it just become spectacle and then it's just a modern day freak show yeah not exploiting the the people but more the dead or the memories or the 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 living relatives that's the thing too. I could see, I guess I could see because like I'm, I'm fascinated by that kind of morbid stuff. Right? I think we all are having shows like there's we a have, reason that true crime right? is like the number one genre. Right. Exactly. Everyone wants to murder Excellent their comedy. loved ones. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know, um, if only everyone wanted to make fun of their ghosts, we'd be in the money fellas. <laughs> um, but you know, I, like, I guess I could see you have a museum like this and then all of the money you make goes to obviously upkeep of the museum, but then also to like a woman's shelter or like yeah. domestic violence programs to like help people. You know what I mean? Like it, it is, I think that it, there's a fine line between education and grotesque and spectacle displays yeah. of yeah. spectacle. And yeah, it seems like, you know, showing off Ed Gein's, you know, I don't know, poop bed. Yeah. That's a little that's edging towards the grotesque. Whereas maybe, you know, yeah, if Chris wants little, to see a poop bed, he'll go into his bedroom. Come on now. I mean, seriously, <laughs> if I want to see if I want to see a place that people have kept poop in a bed. <laughs> no. Keep going. I'm I'm in. I'm in all in on this conversation. Keep going. Um I yield my time to you, sir. <laughs> my lawyers have advised me to say no more about the poop bed. I'm glad they're on the call too, though. That's, that's, oh, they have to monitor everything. I yeah. say. <laughs> so what do you got? Oh, uh, Colorado and what? Uh, Coloradoan is that? Uh, Coloradan, I think. Coloradan. Coloradan. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Collagen Roddenberry. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, that's deep I, cut. That's deep cut. I, uh, I appreciated it. I got one that uh, this is something I used to hear about all the time back in um, when I was first listening to shows about this stuff and uh, particularly the the shows, the radio, like Coast to Coast, I think used to have a lot of this, Mysterious mm-hmm. Universe. Um, Planet Nine, uh, you might know it as Nibiru, Nibiru or Planet X or, you know, what it did, Tiamat, take your pick. But – this is the the supposed um, well now now ninth planet that is kind of out there in our solar system, but it's is always really Plan X in our hiding. hearts. Though, come on now, it's Plan it's X in our it's Plan X in our hearts. Plan you know. X, yeah, Planet X, yeah. Um, 
Plan Plan Nine, Planet X, Planet Nine, Plan X. No. <laughs> Sounds like a cleaner. Um, so, anyways, this is the thing that's it's it's like got such high stealth uh, and hide and shadows um, uh, proficiencies that uh, people think it's out there, mm-hmm. but nobody's like really proven it yet, and they've pointed to. I don't know, ancient texts and crap like that where they're like, you know, Tiamat the dragon comes in and attacks uh, the earth or blah, blah, blah. And they're thinking, well, this was an ancient collision and, you know, the moon came from this and this is a, an excellent way to uh, to to tie that myth into reality. Mm-hmm. Um, well, people have been looking for this for, for I don't know. Lots of years now. Um, Real people. I mean, like, you know. Real astronomers. Yeah, exactly. People who know what they're doing. Uh, Some of them have said that there is evidence that points to some kind of large gravity source that's out in uh, the deep space past Neptune. Yeah, out in like the, what is that, the... uh where the, the Kuiper um, Belt, Ki- yeah, Kuiper Belt, yeah. That yeah. there's evidence of of another body, planet sized body, is having gravity effects on it on a long ass like orbit it would have to be or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. One of these things, and you know, people have said that uh, planet this this planet Nibiru or whatever uh, could just like perfectly be behind the sun from us at all times, and that's why we've never seen it, um, which is hilarious. And they've also said that it's got this huge orbit that means it only comes around, you know, once every uh, tens of thousands of years or something, and we're due and uh, uh, apocryphal prophecies and stuff uh, follow, but. Um, Excuse me. So, I'd like to get by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, oop, just going to squeeze by squeeze you and grab the branch. Um, but these are, uh, uh, they call them trans-Neptunian objects. And this one in particular, they were thinking, well, it's there's something out there that looks like it's pulling uh, some dwarf planets. It's pulling some asteroids and stuff based on their observation. Well, this is coming from Live, live Science and... Uh, there was a paper that was published February 12th, um, and in, in basically it, it's, it's saying that, of course, you're going to see that kind of evidence because you're, you're focusing in too, on too small of an area. And so, like, everything you see there is going to look like it's going to relate to something else, you know, or some other theory or hypothesis you could tack on to it, right? Uh, whereas they're suggesting if you, if you zoomed out or if you like looked around the area, you're going to find a lot similar stuff around there. That means there's probably not one single source that, that is, uh, having this effect that people think it might be. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you're saying that because it's another one of those crazy theories or topics that this is out. Six months ago, someone else said it might be there. Six months from now, someone will say it might be there. And six months after that, someone will say it isn't. It, yeah. There's always those things, just like we've had a lot in uh, Hysteria Nation of simulation theory. Simulation yeah. is uh, proven, then it's disproven. Not proven, but the theory is absolutely probable and then it there's no way and then and all these people are serious academics that are saying these things and it's it's mm-hmm. it's such an interesting thing how these things ebb and flow through yeah. the the scholars but that's that's kind of how science works right right yeah. Chris? like they um 
you, it's tested and retested and, uh, it just, you, you kind of hope that everybody's on the level with what they're, what they're doing, but it, it, it will ebb and flow like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like the ebb and flow isn't really that surprising, I guess. What is surprising is, or I guess what I'd say is the interesting thing about theories like this is both how often they appear but also how – so, okay, the way that a theory kind of works or the way that an idea like this propagates or it should propagate is something doesn't make sense in the data we're finding, which in this case would be that there seems to be some kind of gravity disturbance outside of near Pluto, right around the orbit outside near Pluto that we can't explain. And then people put forward explanations. And then the explanation that is the least disruptive to everything else we already know – is the one usually that we go with, right? And, and then eventually that one's either proven or disproven to be correct. Um, or, or it's not, it can't ever be proven to be correct, but it's not disproven long enough that it's taken to be kind of accepted science. Yeah. yeah. And so the problem with a theory like this is that, like, we are, we kind of keep waiting for the accepted science part to happen. <laughs> or an aha yeah, moment where it proves itself or some shit like that. Yeah, you know? essentially. Like we're always we're always kind of waiting for like <sighs> prove itself like is gun or, yeah. yeah, like prove itself is kind of the wrong word. I guess like well, a but like gun is better. The or, event, like, like oh, th- this happens or it, you know, we can actually like, know. well, like here's the thing. We send probes to the moon mm-hmm. all the time. You know, mm-hmm. we send stuff to space. We just send a thing to Mars. Mm-hmm. Right. We ha- we can study planets that are light, you know, thousands of light years away from us pretty accurately now. And so, again, kind of if, if with all of that, like what are the chances that, that this planet would be so hidden in so many ways, yeah. <laughs> right? Like eventually the, the space that it has to exist in is so small that it's like it doesn't make any sense anymore even for it to be a, a viable theory. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of like – and also the those ideas of like the 10th planet or whatever, they're always linked to like, you know, doomsday yeah. stuff and all that kind of crap and whatever. So it's like, you know, I don't know. They, and and the uh, the um, who are the ones that were like m- doing the monoatomic gold and crap? Yeah, all that stuff tied uh, into it. Sumerian. Um, yeah. God, I forget their names. Now. The Anunnaki. That's it. Um, right, Yeah. I love so, this uh, this one paragraph in here. I think it it illustrates the point uh, I was trying to make a lot better. But it says this statistical analysis is similar to the sort of gut checks opinion pollsters do all the time. If a survey of a few hundred Americans found that country music was the favorite genre of fifty five percent of people, but then a closer look at the data revealed that forty percent of the respondents happened to be from Nashville. The pollster might adjust the data to account for the fact that the sample was so heavily weighted toward one area of the country. And mm-hmm. in doing so, the pollster might find that the huge preference for country music disappears. Hmm. So I think that's a good – That is a good way a, to put it, yeah. example of – Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all know that we're in a binary star system and Nemesis is our other star that is hiding Nibiru and that's just all going to come forward. When the space Nazis or whatever the hell supposedly lives on Nibiru comes and takes over. Uh, I wish I was joking, but these are all things that some people still believe out there in, well, the flat Earth slash crazy chode cosmos that uh, is Earth. Right. Or Terra or whatever they call us on Nibiru. 
I'm sure they have Ugh. crazy names. What do you think aliens call Earth? You know they don't call us Earth. Terra. That's the that's the well that's the one I go with. Yeah, that's that's the one that like that's just the accepted every sci-fi no matter what it is. It's Terra. Um, what was it in um, uh, John Carter? Uh, Mars was Barsoom. And, uh, Barsoom. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what was uh, Earth was similar, but I forget what Earth it was. was. <laughs> I think is how they. Uh... <laughs> Earth, no, it was like it was like Marsoon or something. Yeah, or, you know yeah. something that rhymed. I didn't hate that movie like everyone seemed to. I thought it was a fun movie. I never I read the books though, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the, the, the timing uh, was weird for it. I guess. What's that? I think the timing for its release yeah, was weird, well. maybe or something. I don't know. I feel uh, like if anything, they would call us something to do with water. You know, but but I don't know. I'm not an alien. <laughs> not while you're here, at least. <laughs> No, Alas. All right, kids. Sigh. Well, we got real alien. photos of Lizzie Borden and her spaceship to Nibiru. That's what you learned this week. <laughs> That's it. And uh, next yeah. time, next time, uh, Chris was going to talk this time. He changed last minute. He was going to talk about little bitty lizards with giant penises. And that is not a lie. <laughs> that is literally what he was going to talk about. I'm really excited to talk about him next week because well. these, these things are huge. <laughs> They're body speaking. Size. They're more Tom DeLong than they are DeWide. <laughs> <laughs> are they square or rectangle? I can never tell by looking. I don't have a picture in front of me. <laughs> All right, kids. That's been Mad Bulleria Hysteria. We'll see you next time. Bye, Bye everybody. Meeting adjourned.